welcome back to yet another episode of Entertainment Evolved. This is going to be an Evolved review, and as you can see here, we have the podcast assembled. Uh, on my right, right here, is Ace from the Superhero Homies. Welcome to the show. Always a pleasure to be here. Yo, yo. I have Lauren from Coffee and Lore. Always fun. And then uh, last and also least, so we have Oz from the Tavern Notice. <laughs> hey! Yeah. What's going on? Just to warn everybody at home, this is... Uh, this is bound to be completely ridiculous. Probably, probably um, knowing the, knowing us. This yeah. might be halfway halfway between like a normal episode of this and like the rough cut that we recorded on the way back from Charlotte, which I don't necessarily encourage anyone to listen to, but it is out there if you want to. And possibly a hint of the episode that uh, of the superhero homies that me and Kevin kind of went nuts on. Or the Creed 3 review, where, in, in you guys' honor, I intentionally derailed his show at least 15 times or so. And I was not present for any of those, so I'm just yeah, along so. for the ride. Well, you just got catching up to do. Yeah, I, I, I apologize for any straight bullets you might catch tonight. That's okay. That is A-okay. I got my vest on. I'm good. Yeah. This feels super casual, because we don't have all headsets and stuff, but uh, this is probably the easiest way logistically to do it. However, we do have an item from the shelves uh, because uh, this week, you know, we have we have to have an item. You don't know what this is, ex- except that you can see the title of it. So, so uh, yeah, uh, basically, this is going to be us selling Ace on uh, on Mistborn: The Final Empire, which is what we have here, and uh, I'll put in some nice up close shots of it. Uh, but the reason I decided to go with this book is that this is actually the first time that I've pulled a book down from the shelves, which is craziness. Yeah, uh, right. and uh, yeah. So, uh, what better than to start with than uh, this leather bound edition of Mistborn, which Oz, you have just just finished like last weekend. Yeah, you can't read. You're right. That's why I listened to it. <laughs> There's a whole episode about of the Tavern Notice Board about gatekeeping, and we don't gatekeep people when it comes to books, even ones who can't read. <laughs> but listening to the audio is just as good as reading the book. Okay, all right. It is. (laughs) I will die on that hill, sir. Because I am an avid reader, yes. I'll read 10 to 15 books a month, depending on the size, length, etc. I have women in a group that I'm in who post 40 to 45 books a month, and I'm thinking, my God, how? My God. And they're listening on Audible at, like, 3x speed. <laughs> and I'm like, are you even enjoying this book at this point? Right. <laughs> so I think that, yeah, absolutely, Audible is great in some situations, but if you're abusing it, it can be abused. I so, listen on one times. Yeah. Like, I, I don't do that fast <laughs> listening stuff. I can barely pay attention to the slow. I can't speed up any of the Cosmere books. I need to hear Michael Kramer's sultry voice. Yeah, that's a fair uh, point. Although, uh, I will say, like, uh, he will put your ass to sleep. Because that voice is just so he did that soothing. Yeah. He also si- sounds like the, uh, the voice actor who plays Garrus Vicarian. Yeah. So he sounds like Garrus so. reading you an audio book, you know. That's pretty, that's pretty soothing. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It could be more than reading it to you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Could have got it wrong. That's the three act. <laughs> that's, that's, that's right there. I can't pay attention to anything he's talking about. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so you, you just finished uh, Miss Born, man. What, uh, so, like, what would you, like... What's your like thirty second pitch to somebody who has uh, never never read sell it before? Me. Sell, thirty yeah, second sell, pitch. Sell a song reading. Um, you have amazing, awesome magic system. Uh, you have some dope ass fight scenes, and on top of that, you have a rebellion rising up against a great empire. So. 
personally, I think that's right up your alley, my dude. You did it in like 15 seconds. Yeah, and I'm cool with that. Yeah. See? Yeah, I would say uh, I would say that the action scenes are probably Sanderson's strong suit. Like, I don't know that anybody else does magical fighting in quite the way that he does it. Like, if if I have to say, like, there's something that he's better at than I think anybody else I've yeah. ever read. You might disagree with that. You read a lot more books than I do. Um, I think he does it really, really well. Um, I I really like R.F. Quang's fighting system. There's There's a couple out there, but I think he is definitely in the top. Yeah, he makes it very easy for me to visualize what happens in like a battle or or whatever, and uh, like that's always something that's even even in like some TV shows that they have a hard time with like fight choreography and stuff like right. that. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we've all seen like movies and stuff where there's just all these like quick cuts and you can't even tell what's going on. No, you know, absolutely. So. It's like trying to watch a Dragon Ball Z fight without the the, the slowed down moments where they smash into each other. Yeah, like, it's like it's like what just happened? <laughs> it's like. <laughs> They just saved a bunch of money on the effects budget. That's what. That's, it was that's like. what it was. Yeah. But yeah, that's. And they uh, gave it all to Game of Thrones season eight. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh god. <laughs> Moving right along, this is still a, a very beautiful book. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, it's it, it's definitely the the coolest copy of it that you can get. Uh, this is like a hundred bucks. Uh, so yeah, uh, you gotta be you gotta be an avid lover uh, to grab one of these, but. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 absolutely. I good. now appreciate the gorgeous one on my shelf even more, sir. Thank you so much. <laughs> the book she's talking about is right behind her oh. there. It's Warbreaker. Yeah, Warbreaker. And that is like the I think that is the most beautiful book, like just like visually. Oh yeah. gosh, yeah. yeah. Just the, the the purple and everything so on it. Uh, it. It so does pretty. a really good job. So uh, yeah, next time you're on, we might have to pull that one down. Yes. However, uh, if you clicked on this episode, we are not necessarily here to talk about Mistborn, unfortunately. We are here to talk about The Last of Us. We're here to talk about some trauma. Uh, the most depressing hour of television I've watched in some time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the most depressing 47 minutes, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah for sure. Uh, so I will go ahead and put this out there. Spoiler warning for the entire first season of The Last of Us. We're not going to talk anything for the video games today, though, so if it wasn't in the show, we might, like, allude to some things, but we're not going to, like, spoil anything. Uh, Lauren has not played the second game. Uh, and I haven't played any of the games. Right. And, and, and uh, well, you know everything that happens now pretty much in the first one, because the first season is, like, yeah, pretty oh, okay. contained. But, and but it, the, it, like, follows pretty closely? Yeah. Yeah, they, they stuck the ending. Um, I, so... We can get into it. Like my opinion of this show is that pretty much everything they have done, they've done it better than the game did it, uh, and I think the ending is right there too. Because my biggest complaint about the ending, uh, they actually kind of solved it, or they at least made it a little more believable in the show. So uh, yeah, I, I, I think, think I know what you're talking about too. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we'll get into that. Uh, but but yeah, I think that the ending, um, even though I knew it was coming. It still was just, just heartbreaking. Oh man, like, oh yeah, it was so good. <laughs> we'll get there though. We'll get there. I'll, I'll, I'll expound. We will get there. Um, so going into this, uh, Ace, I mean, you're you're a big fan of the games too. Like, did you think that they would stick to the ending this closely? There were a few warning signs early on in the series that had me thinking maybe they wouldn't. Uh, I was pleasantly surprised to see that they, they did a really good job with the uh, with the finale. Uh, so, I mean, as a whole, I really enjoyed this last episode. 
there were there were a few things here and there that you know one could uh, could, could nitpick on one that I did nitpick on. Of course, okay. Yeah, yeah, of course I did. <laughs> uh, but I mean, as a whole, I thought it was uh, I thought it was a great finale. Yeah, I'd have to agree. Uh, so let's talk this opening scene. Um, I actually did not know that uh, they were going to have Ashley on. I, I definitely knew that. I just didn't know where they were going to put her. Yeah, uh, I didn't know until like uh, she starts like talking, and I was like, "That's Pike." That's yeah, it's Pike Trickfoot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which, if 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 you if you're watching at home and not sure, uh, that is uh, her uh, critical role character. Uh, and you can check out uh, Legends of Vox Machina uh, on Amazon, and then you can listen to Tabernacle's board review it. So yes. Oh, that yes. actress who plays her mom is Pike. Yeah, yep. that's Pike. Yeah, Ashley yeah. Johnson. I, yeah, it's Ashley Johnson. I knew the voice immediately, and she's also um, the actual voice actor for Ellie in the games. And Mocap, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So she she's like the original person to play Ellie, and I was just like. She actually does kind of look like Bella Ramsey a little bit, which is <laughs> weird. Well, like honestly, she's actually a blonde. Like, like her hair is like super blonde. So, like, uh, it, it was nice to see them actually change her hair color for this. <laughs> yeah, but when they changed it, she kind of looked like she could be Bella Ramsey's mother. You That's know? a fair point. Yeah, it was really when she started like making the. I mean, so first of all, right off the bat, I knew it was her because uh, I had saw reports early on, like before the show released, that Ashley was going to be in the show, right? Probably as Ellie's mom. So I was, I was keeping my eye out for it. Uh, but even if I didn't visually recognize her, as soon as she made a noise, I was like, that sounds just like Ellie moving a crate in the video game. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny that we associate it with two completely different yeah. things. <laughs> Pike's my favorite, though, so, you know, that's where my brain went. That's also my favorite on Boss Machina. Yeah, well. so, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, just the best. Yeah. So, clearly, yeah. you know. Um, <laughs> this scene actually is not in the game. Uh, no, it's so not. this episode, uh, this kind of scene that you get with her mom, where you see Ellie being born, uh, this is actually solving a mystery that has existed for a long time. Because in the games, they never really nail down why she is immune. Um, they kind of throw a little line in there about oh, the cordyceps in her has mutated in some way, but they don't really. Explain why. Yeah, explain yeah. like what happened. So here we actually get to see her being born. We know that uh, you know her mom was bitten like as she was giving birth, basically, and that's kind of how this came about. And we see Marlene uh, come in, and uh, the heartbreak just starts immediately. Here. All, 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 like right off the bat. The whole, oh, right whole, in the face. Yeah, the whole episode. <laughs> uh, Lauren, what do you think about this opening? The opening was good. It was a super hard decision, like. Having female friends that I've known for, you know, many, many years, I, to do what Marlene did, I don't know if I'm capable of. Um, I shoot any of you in a heart, except you, Lauren. <laughs> I would shoot either of you. So, when my husband and I first started dating, there was, like, the zombie movie craze, right? And he asked me on, like, our second date, he was like, if you were bit by the zombie, would you tell me? And I was like, no, because you're going to kill me. And he was like, I don't know if we can get married. And it was that's literally like. That's fair. I mean, I mean, you know, like, that's endangering me and the rest of the people around us. If you don't say something. Yeah, just for the record, if, if, if we get in a zombie apocalypse. And any of you get bit, I am gonna kill you immediately. Like, just, like, just bang, 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 bang. Just bang, so bang, you bang. know, like, yeah. 
<laughs> Honestly, I would want you to. Like, I, yeah, I, I same. Yeah, no, like, I don't want to live that way. Yeah, same. Yeah, I don't want to. I, I definitely don't want to turn into a cordyceps zombie. No. Maybe I was immune. You don't know. Because you killed me. Well, okay. You know, we can, we can, we can, you know, chain you up, wait a few days, and then once you turn into a zombie, then we'll go again. Okay, fantastic. If that's no. what you want. Like, like, he was talking about, like, the second he's all about Mark. He was like, yeet. In this, in this version of it, in Last of Us version, yeah. 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 For sure. Because you don't know when you're going to turn. Like, like it yeah. could be two hours, it could be two weeks. We don't know. You know, I think I, it's I think minutes it, in the show, isn't when the, uh, it? When the show, if this was superficial, by like the one that, uh, uh, what's her name? Anna, the, the mom. Uh, yes. uh, Anna, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Like the, a bite on the leg like that, uh, according to like the, the show's own lore, I think it would be like anywhere from 12 to 24 hours. Yeah. Like when Sam got bit uh, yeah. in, in episode five. That's right. It was like overnight. Yeah. 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 And then I think that also explains because there was a bit of a time jump when she gets bit uh, and and delivers the baby. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which um, she's uh, when when Marlene comes in, she's like got the knife to her neck, like waiting on the. I was like, that's a bad way to go. Like, right? Like this ain't this ain't the game. You don't know that that kills them. Like, (laughs) (laughs) oh, that's that's true. Oh man, that's fresh. You don't know. Absolutely. Yeah. So. Man, uh, I mean, I guess it's better than eating your kid. Like that's you know, mm. probably well, preferred. Animals do it all the time, though. Uh, I, I don't, I don't know that that makes it any better. Oh, you know how we talk a- about the harmlessness in your like, body? Like it's coming out. <laughs> it's showing a little bit. <laughs> well, excuse me for wanting to be the logical one here. <laughs> uh, but that does kind of bring up a fun discussion. It's my turn to do your like one of your biggest podcasts now. Uh, it's, this is a symbol. This is your podcast too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just facilitating. Just, just because, just because my banner's in the background. Oh, that's all that matters. Okay, uh, all right. That's all that matters. It's all this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know that got me thinking about like, uh, I think there is like a risk reward ratio here because now we technically know around about way that immune people are born. I think we can run that risk in the apocalypse. You gather up all the pregnant women, right? Have them just about to give birth. You bring in the chained up uh, clicker. Why has it got to be a clicker, bro? Well, yeah, like, not, like get a normal runner. Don't, don't. Okay, fine. Because the clicker bring, is gonna kill them. Bring, like, bring in a bloater and get everybody at one time. Oh. <laughs> bring in a bloater. <laughs> like they just got a like the so the only bloater in the show is that giant one that we and saw. He's still out there. He is still <laughs> out there. He is still out there. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think it's right. They just then they give birth. Like, sure, the mother's dying. That's terrible. But you bring birth to like a whole generation of immune kids. Yeah. I mean, if logically it makes sense. Logically, <laughs> morally, not so much. Out of um, everyone sitting here, I would, you're the last person I should be like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just over here like. Like oh man, like like I think me and Caleb are on the same page there. Like ooh, okay, um, well, no. Lauren and I would make the tough decision. Yeah. This is every Umbrella Corp, uh, fucking uh, <laughs> like all hands meeting ever. Yep. <laughs> I am nothing if not a lady of logic. I mean, I I I, I understand logically where we're coming from. Oh yeah. I just want everyone to realize how horrific this is. <laughs> It's like, we ain't stopping you. We just let you know it's bad. Yeah, we just let you know it's real bad. 
Holy hell. <laughs> I guess on a more serious note, though, like the show is kind of full of moral quandaries like that. It, it is. is. That's a fair point. Yeah. There's the, a lot of people that like have to kill their friends or significant others. Eat people. <laughs> yeah. You know, like. Well, I mean, even going back to, uh, you know, the what I think I consider to be the most heartbreaking moment of probably the whole show, you know, the Henry and Sam moment. Uh, like, you know, that is that was just like, yes, logically that was absolutely the right thing to do, but like that whole scene was just horrible. Like the the long lasting ramifications that it has on our protagonists. I guess if you want to call them that, uh, they're the main characters, uh, you know, so so I guess now, now the question we get a little uh, little in depth for you, sir. Oh, so my son, yeah. your your squire, as my, you call him, my squire first, your Jeez. son second. Okay, <laughs> so if he happened to get bit and turn uh-huh. into one of these things, would you feel anything if you had to kill him? It's not about feeling; it's about doing. Just answer the question. <laughs> Just answer the question. Because <laughs> you know you know we're gonna show this to him. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. First of all, which one of these cameras is on me? Squire? <laughs> There's only one camera. <laughs> one camera. One. I need to ask how many there were. So if that one's not on you, then you're not. You're not <laughs> <laughs> but we can move on, though, because. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'll make sure he knows. Yeah. yeah. He knows. We just got it. We just oh, you guys have a zombie apocalypse? Exactly. Knight slash squire plan? Yeah. yeah. So of far course. off the rails. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so after we get the uh, the heartbreaking uh, scene with Ellie's mother and her being born, uh, so we know from this that like Marlene has kind of kept an eye on her because she kind of. Yeah. You could tell that Marlene did not believe her when she was just like, you know, I cut the cord before I got bit, and she was just like, Did you though, bitch? <laughs> please. Yeah. Uh, so Marlene kind of suspected her immunity. In general. Uh, and it turns out she was right. Uh, but then we get to go to, like, present day where we see Joel and Ellie and they're kind of traveling. I really love these scenes leading up to where they get the, like, flashbang grenade thrown to them or whatever. Yeah. Uh, oh, but the giraffes, that was so beautiful, like, yeah. from an artistic standpoint. It was. Like, uh, this giraffe is like, man, this this uh, pandemic is like the best thing that ever happened. <laughs> I know mean, these fucking people running around out here. I got this whole place to myself. He was probably in a zoo before. <laughs> they, they had to put this scene in the TV show. I would have, like, deducted three points if they didn't put this in the game. I mean, in the TV show. Yeah. So it's a scene from the game? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, a, it's a really uh, impactful scene. But see, like, uh, what I, I loved about uh, the way they built this up, though, before... You know, Ellie sees the giraffe for the first time. Like you can definitely tell that she is still battling with the, what the events of what happened in the last episode. And right. before that, and before that. Yeah. like, but like, I mean, obviously the the, mo- the more fresh one is almost being eaten and and or sexually assaulted. Um, yeah, that that that'll have a a lot of damage up there. So you can definitely tell that she is battling with that, and Joel is trying his best to like you know bring her out of it. <laughs> Yeah, as a parent of a teenager, you can probably go along with when you start getting those one-word answers and that lack of eye contact, something's going on, mm-hmm. and it's up to you to figure out what the heck is wrong. <laughs> I, I really love the juxtaposition here. So you, if you look to, like, the like maybe the third or fourth episode, anytime they're, like, traveling, it's the opposite, right? Usually Joel yeah. is just sitting there. He's giving the one-word answers. Ellie's like, hey, so what about this? And he's like, no. Yes. What about this? And then this is the opposite where... Your cargo. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. Your cargo, and uh, yeah. I mean, now we're getting 
the opposite where Ellie is like, you know, she, you can tell that she's processing all this trauma or maybe not processing it, trying not to process it. And, you know, Joel is kind of like, oh, hey, you know, what about this? You know, remember this one time, we, you know, where this happened? And he's really trying to, like, let the walls down and kind of let her in some. But it, it's it's kind of too late at this point. Like, mm-hmm. she's, like, ever since uh, Sam's death, I mean, obviously, like, her trauma really probably started with, with Riley, which right. she reveals yeah. here. But I think she was starting to heal from that, and then all this shit started. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, she had Joel. She had a safe place. Like, she had a, a person in her life that was special. And then, like, the stuff with Sam happened. The, you know, everything that happened in the last episode with the, the creepy religious people and all that. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I mean. It's very full circle because, yeah. like, Joel was, you know, very on guard in the beginning because of everything he had recently been through. And she was so much more open. And, you know, yes, she had dealt with the Riley situation, but, like, kids are young. They're, they're pretty bounceable when it's only just, like, one thing. Um, but now that we've gone full circle, it's like she has almost the more trauma. You know what I mean? And now he's trying to, like you said, pull things out of her. Yeah, I mean, that, that uh, Pedro Pascal delivers these lines with, like, just just perfect, you know, like, tone and everything. When he says it wasn't time that healed it, like that, that shit broke me. I was just like, oh, yeah. So (sighs) because you know he's looking at her and he's like, you're the you're what healed me, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, she like, it's funny. Like four or five episodes ago, she would have been probably like overjoyed to hear that come from him. But Mm -hmm. like you know, if you go back to when they're like uh, when they're in the town, what's the town, Jackson? Yeah, Kansas, uh, Kansas City Station. No, the the one that his brother lives in. That's yeah. Jackson. Jackson. Yeah, where they have the scene where she's like, I'm not your, you know, I'm not her or whatever. Oh, yeah. Like, that yeah. version of Ellie would have been overjoyed to hear him say that, but yeah. here she's just kind of cold, you know? Yeah. Yep. Because she's probably just thinking, when am I going to have to kill him? Like, when's he going to get it? Like, yeah, because yeah, he's, I mean, he's not he's immune. He's not immune. She's the only one immune. And it's like... That thing where it's like, do you want to live forever? Well, not if I'm going to have to watch every single person around me die. Well, this is what Wolverine drinks. You know? Yes, <laughs> there you go. I'm not going to sample. Yeah, Logan is a great example of like someone who's dealt with their trauma in positive ways. Yes. Oh, yeah. Very, very, very healthy. And he's who I you know, take influence from. Uh, that explains everything, actually. Quite a bit, yeah. No. As someone who's never seen Logan, I don't know the reference. However, oh, we're being I do super sarcastic. <laughs> well, yeah, 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 yeah. Wolverine in general is, you know, kind of yeah. like an anti-hero kind of character, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah at best. Yeah. <laughs> when he's not like brutally killing people and whatnot. Yeah. I mean. Plenty of people brutally kill people, as we maybe see here in this episode. That's that doesn't true. mean. You would know, you just, would you describe Joel as a, as a hero or anti-hero? He's certainly Ellie's hero. <laughs> yeah. But, no, I would say he's heroic. Even if Ellie didn't want to be safe. <laughs> we don't know that. Yeah, that's the thing. We actually don't know that. Yeah. So We'd, yeah, we don't know that she knew going into that procedure that she was going to die in that procedure. Yeah. yeah. And, and and let's get into that, right? So they they get to this facility, whatever. They don't know that they're being followed, but they get hit with like this. It's pro- I think it's a flashbang. Yeah, it's a flashbang. Yes. shot also. That, sh- that shot was tremendous. Uh, yeah, phenomenal. You just kind of see it like, and, you, and like, I play a lot of Call of Duty, right? So I was like, mm. <laughs> You're done, son. Yeah. Press F to throw it back. <laughs> uh, 
so they go down. I mean, obviously, like you played the game, you know that this is probably what's happening. And he wakes up, and Marlene's in the room. And uh, this is what she fucked up. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. This is her. This is her. Uh, she should have just. Fucked, she shouldn't have told him. Like yeah. she, she shouldn't have told him. This is her Reed Richards moment. You know. Right. Yeah. Black bolt can destroy yeah. you with one word from his mouth. You know. This is. Let me explain the entire plot here. Uh, yeah. So you know, Marlene's like, "Hey, uh, she's in surgery, and Joel is immediately not having it. Mm-hmm. What's she in surgery for?" And Marlene's kind of it's like, like, "Keep in mind, this is right after she said, Ellie's fine." Right. right. And I'm like, whoa, 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 hold the fuck up. What you mean? Yeah. <laughs> why, she, why, why is she in surgery then? <laughs> She's fine right now. Yeah. That's uh, a real relative term. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, she's just, you know, on an operating table where they're going to cut into her brain. Like, it's fine. Uh, so this is, I mean, this is, this scene is really like the moral, like, conundrum of the whole, the entire show, right? So... I'm going to go around the table and we'll talk about it. I'll start with you, Oz. Mm. Uh, what do you, like, so what do you think about this entire thing? Like, what uh, what do you do in this situation if you're Joel? The same thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm a father. And while, yes, saving humanity is a noble goal, however, even if they are able to synthesize this from my child's corpse... How long will that take to, to actually go into effect? No. I'm sorry. I'm just not doing it. Especially if I've lost a child before this. Right. Would it change it for you if they had given Ellie the like the choice and explained exactly what was going to happen? I will say yes because I, I definitely do that with my kids. Like I make sure they understand what the choices that they are facing and how to handle their choices once they have made that choice. So I usually let them do their own thing when it comes to stuff like that. You know, most of the stuff they have to worry about is like, well, I get my hair dyed or, you know, anything like that. So I will say that, yeah, it it would have changed it at least a little bit in my mind, but at the same time, like, I, I still take a few of the motherfuckers just with me just because. <laughs> I think that might be evil. Yeah, that. that I'm cool that, with it right that, now. Yeah, that, uh, that descended into chaotic evil really, really fast, actually. Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. Let me get you a shirt that says, fuck them fireflies. Fuck them fireflies. <laughs> That's got to exist. That has to be. It has to exist. Moving right along, we talked about this a little bit off mic, Lauren, but what do you do in Joel's shoes here? Oh, I am fucking a blazing glory <laughs> to get to my child. Like, there's no way in heck. I don't even care if they had told her and she agreed to it and it was like video recorded and I saw that they, I, not my kid. Okay. Uh, all right. Got it. <laughs> no, 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 no. Death all around. Yes. So another question then: Do you think it changes it for Joel if they had given Ellie the choice? I absolutely do. Honestly, just from what I've seen, not playing the video game, just Joel Joel's character development in the show. I feel like if they would have told him, "Hey, she knew she was gonna die," I feel like I would hope he would make different choices. Oz is shaking his head down. No, there. you think that he, no matter what, he nope. was going. Joel's to... fucking shit up. <laughs> I, I think if they just told him, no. But I think if maybe if he's in the room when she makes the choice, maybe, maybe. But I don't know, and like 
Yeah, I, I, I don't like, know. You saw how numb he went. Like, he yeah. just, like, he was on autopilot at that point. Yeah. No, that's trauma. Like, that is a trauma response in a nutshell right there. Was he, like, in the Special Forces or something, though? Because that well, was borderline think, unrealistic, uh, how many of these dudes he took down. If I'm not mistaken, Tommy was his, the, the one that was in the military. Yeah, Tommy was but military. after the uh, initial outbreak, they became, you know... Um, Mercenary type you know, guys. Like, kind of like that, like the bandits and stuff like that. So, like, I'm sure Tommy taught him a lot. Yeah. Because, yeah. <laughs> Ace, I'll, I'll pose the question to you, so... What uh, so? What do you do in this situation if you're Joel? First off, right. Um, same scenario. It's it's probably gonna be a clickety clack. Let's get back. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm and, actually surprised by that answer from you. Really? Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's because like, I'm not I'm not gonna let you kill a kid over a possibility, and you know not not to go further down this rabbit hole, but... No, that's why we're here. Okay, cool. Go down the rabbit hole. You have the only person in 20 years that you've been able to find who is immune. And your first instinct is, let's kill this person. We've had about three hours to think about this. Let's kill this person. That's it, their brain. And and that is your that is your immediate response. It's not like they kept her there for tests or studies over the course of days or weeks. They did this almost immediately. Well, I mean, I will say that Marlene knew. So, like, she's been thinking about it all the way up until this point. You can't run tests on, on thoughts and theories. That's you a fair can't. point. Yeah. They just jumped to yeah. murder. Yeah, I mean, yeah, murder, yeah. yeah. Well, I will ask you the other question. Do you think it changes it for Joel if Ellie agrees to do this? If I'm Joel? Uh, if, for, for Joel okay. in the show. So, if, if Ellie had agreed to it. Oh, no. Uh, I, and, well, the answer's going to be no regardless. Yeah, yeah. But, uh... It would be a, a, a no for Joel because as much of as much of what this decision he does is to save Ellie, it's also admittedly a little bit selfish because he doesn't want to lose another child. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a no for me because I I'm, I'm all for fourteen year olds having their uh, their agency, but uh, you know I'm, I'm not gonna I wouldn't let a fourteen year old sign up for fucking war, so I'm not gonna let a fourteen year old I mean, sign up to. If I'm being honest, mm-hmm. anybody I'm close to agrees to this shit, I'm going to tell them no. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter if they're a child, my child or not. If I'm close to them, I'm not going to let, uh, I, I'm going to do whatever I can to stop them. Yeah. I mean, uh, like, I'm not a parent, right? So I, I had to think, like, okay, if it just if it was someone that I really care about. Mm-hmm. I would kill everybody in it. Like, I would do exactly what Joel did. Right. Probably die in the process. Because <laughs> yeah, I'm I not Joel. No Joel. Yeah, that, that first guy would wreck my shit. <laughs> the two guys that were escorting me. Oh, out. yeah. They, like, I'm over here, like, I know this is Joel, and, like, you know, he may not be the, uh, the BA badass that he is in the game, but that motherfucker, like, if I would have tried some shit like that, I would have got shot right in the head before I even moved. Tripped <laughs> and fell down the stairs. <laughs> I might would have got the gun away from that one guy, but that other dude would have killed me. <laughs> like I would have tried some like uh, you know rush hour stuff, like, <laughs> and I'd probably get shot by that point. <laughs> shot myself. Yeah, yeah. You tried the rush hour thing and then just like oh shit. And yeah, I don't, I don't think it changes it for Joel at all. 
Like, um, whether she agreed to it or not, because it's like, like a lot of you said, like, he does not want to lose another child. This is a trauma response for him. Yeah, the, 100%. What, the way they did it in the show, where, like, this eerie music comes on, and, like, you don't, you just kind of get, like, echoes of the rest of the audio, mm-hmm. and he's just cold. Like, mm-hmm. he, you see him go through, and he's killing everybody. And, like, a lot of these people, you can tell, are not, like, trained security. <laughs> these are, like, people that they just gave weapons to, and were like, here's the doctor. The oh, and yeah, especially the far, doctor. As far as storytelling-wise, this was way, it was uh, very much better, in my opinion, in the game, because in the game, you actually are still you. Like, you're not, like, going through, you know, like, this trauma response. You're just walking around, sneaking around, doing your thing. I, I would give a little bit of pushback, and I would say, whenever, whenever I played the game and get to that point, I always felt that Neil Druckmann and the creators wanted you to bring that tension. Because I do every time I get to that point. Oh, that's a fair point. That is a fair point. See, I, I, I love it in the show, and this, this is where I actually really um, don't like the first game uh, at all. Uh, I love the story in the first game up to this point, and then at this point, it falls apart for me. It always has. Number one, the the excuse they give in the game for like what they're gonna do that you mentioned the procedure is horrible. I'm just like fucking science, medicine, nothing works that way. They're like, oh yeah, the cordyceps in here is mutated, so we're gonna crack her skull open and get it out and then look at it. Yeah. At least in the show, they were like, we figured out why she's immune. We're going to replicate it. This is our plan. Like, it was at least a better explanation, even if it wasn't as plausible, right? It's only marginally better for me. Like, it's still a, a poor excuse for a, a a lazy execution of a plan. Right. I mean, like, I, I still don't think that you kill your only surviving test subject immediately. Right, I agree. Yeah. But I do feel like there's a big difference between pre-Jackson Joel and post-Jackson Joel. Oh, yeah. I think pre-Jackson Joel absolutely would have saved her no matter if she knew what was going to happen or not. I think post-Jackson Joel, seeing that there is life capable still, all he had seen for the last 15 years was this destruction. And then he goes to Tommy's camp, he sees that there are people that are having a decent quality of life, and maybe now they give him the choice, or they give her the choice. She says, go ahead and do it. I want to sacrifice for life. Having just come out of Jackson, he's like, that is, you know, there is still a way to be successful in life. That's the only reason why I said he may have allowed her to do it if she could give him the choice. The only counter I would have to that is that I think the reason he lies to her is because he knows that she would have chosen yeah. to save humanity, right? Yeah, and she'd be pissed. the lie, and I want to get to this, him lying to her, to me, is almost worse than him killing all those people. <laughs> like, because, as we all just said, that's exactly what we would do. Mm-hmm. But, like, him, like, the way that they ended the episode where she's like, you know, swear to me everything you said was true, and he's like, I swear, or whatever, and they just went to the credits. I was like, fuck. See, and I disagree. Um, I think as a parent, I unfortunately have been in positions where I've had to lie to my kid and to save her feelings, to save her self-confidence, to save her whatever. Like, let's say there's a family member who um, doesn't agree with the fact that I'm a single mom and she was born out of wedlock. Well, why does this person not come around? Well, Sophia, they're sick. Well, they, whatever, whatever. So I do, you know, think that the lie is to protect Ellie. Yeah, but he's not lying to protect her. He's lying to protect him. He's lying to protect his relationship. Yeah, with her. honestly, like that—that—that that, that, I think that's more the accurate statement. Is like he is definitely lying 
to save face for himself because like he definitely knows that she would have chose otherwise. See, and, I, I actually give pushback to that a little bit. Okay. That she would have definitely chosen, and that's part of the more ambiguity is that we don't know. We right. still don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and going back to your point about the game too, like. I also feel like in the game, you should have had a choice. Like, in a TV show, it's fine. Yeah. This is what this character I've been watching chose. Yeah. When you're playing as Joel in the game, it's like, you should have, I always felt like you should have had the choice whether you wanted to kill all these people or not in the game because you are playing as Joel. Mm-hmm. And there's a certain amount of agency, I think, in a video game that's assumed. And so them to take that out of the player's hands always felt terrible to me. And that's why I was just like, this always would have worked better as a TV show for me than as a video game. Hmm. That's a fair point. <clears throat> Makes sense. Because like, there should have been an ending where, you know, he just let, like, you should have been able to choose if, if you're playing, you know, you're playing 40, 50 hours as Joel. Mm-hmm. I would assume you know. I didn't, having never played the game, I didn't realize that wasn't a choice that you were given. Nope. I guess because <laughs> the game would have just like, Ended or something. Like, say, yeah, what, what's the game look like on the with the uh, with the choice that you like? All right, Joe, just you, you Bruce yes. Banner your way and walk down the road and you know hitchhike. Like, what's what's that ending look like? I mean, I mean, yeah. Is, is, yeah. There, is there a high action set piece to match the same tension? See, as a dungeon master, what I would do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean, illusion of choice. <laughs> like, <laughs> what what I would probably do is probably uh, I would probably cut to like a scene of Joel like walking down the road. And, like, uh, as it goes on, like, uh, you, like, time-lapse it, and you, like, kind of see him getting older and, like, society, like, being built back up, like, around him. You, well, know. I, I you can't play game two now. <laughs> <laughs> that, right. that implies that the, the, the crew all works. Right. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I mean, yeah. Because then it's like, well, now I definitely know which decision is the right decision to make. Right. Of course. Yeah. And they, and they didn't. They. I get that they didn't do it because they didn't want that. Right. They. Mm-hmm. They want us to be sitting here, what, ten years later, talking about what was the right choice. Well, again, no, no spoilers, but they they want us to think, uh, to think that until they put out the second game. They were right. Like, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You being like, and then the second game doesn't happen. I'm like, okay, so this is clearly the right way to go. Yeah, I've I've told you that it's bad. Yeah, you told me you were like, I don't know if I'm gonna watch season two. Depends on how long they follow the second game. I I have not played two. I I think I'll have to play it before the 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 next season, just so I have the reference. But. Well, they have they have confirmed uh, over the last couple of days because they want people to come back <laughs> that number one the game two is going to be more than one season and number two that they're going to make significant departures oh, okay from the, from the game uh, I really can't elaborate anymore mm. on that but well see that's, I, I was about to make a uh, make a actual th- uh, statement but someone uh, doesn't know that yeah, the no, story no so I can't. For the games yeah uh, so, okay I'm yeah. sorry I, I cannot elaborate and don't wish to but uh, yeah uh, I if, think if they want people to watch the show I was gonna say if the game was that poorly received they are going to have to make changes to the storyline absolutely yeah. and uh, I will say this in the uh, most unspoiler uh, free way I can. I will say that the Joel from this show, I feel like certain things from the second game made more sense if it happened to this Joel, in my personal opinion. I I agree because... I will say that. They they (laughs) do a... you know, uh, to make like they do, a, they pull Ant Man too, right? In in the second in the second game, where it's just like, all of a sudden, Ellie is the most capable person in the universe, and Joel is the most inept, yeah. like yeah, you know, yeah. incompetent person. Yeah, it's the worst, and it's just like, I don't think they'll do that in the show either, though. 
that happened in a book I recently read. Um, the ner- I reviewed it, the Final Girl Support Group, where like this character in the beginning of the story is making crazy choices because she's a hypochondriac. She survived some trauma shit. And she lives in, like, a caged apartment with, like, a panic room. And then by mid-book, she's making, like, outrageous choices to, like, save somebody. And I'm like... Yeah, when, when, when the character has to change just to fit the mode of the story that the writer has in mind, it's a fail whenever, whenever Absolutely, because it's generally not done smoothly or flawlessly. Yeah. May the plot be with you. May the plot be with you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna go around the table again, uh, and let's uh, let's go like we'll talk the whole season here. So like, best moments from season one, and we're, we're gonna do worst too. We'll okay. do like biggest issues when we gotcha. come back around. Um, man, it, this hurts me to say, but this is kind of a hot take for a lot of people on the internet. But you know, go figure, uh, hot take on the internet. <laughs> uh, but my favorite moment, I think. I don't know, man. I think my favorite moment may still come from uh, episode seven. Uh, I love that. Uh, I love that episode as a whole. I love that bit of uh, of DLC uh, mm. from uh, the Ellie flashback episode with Riley. Yeah, 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 that, yes. that Ellie and Riley episode. Uh, I really, really love that episode. A lot of people view this nothing but superfluous or just filler, <clears throat> but I'm like, I think there's there's a lot of, there's a lot of character study there. Especially with the character we still have with us, so I thought it was a very important episode. But my favorite moment from that episode uh, actually comes from. <laughs> All right, so a couple couple moments, but one of them is is uh, the the four wonders that that Raleigh wants to show Ellie, mm-hmm. and then it has to be changed to five because Ellie is mesmerized by an escalator. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's a fair point. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, and uh, I, I kind of dug that moment because it's a bit of innocence in a world that is just full of darkness and, and shit. And to see this kid being over the moon over a fucking escalator is, mm. is tremendous. Uh, I know that's not like the, uh, not, not the heaviest heart stringing, heart pull moment or whatever, but that's a great moment. But then, of course, also the moment when Raleigh says to Ellie, let's just go crazy together. You know, be all poetic and shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love that moment as well too, and uh, you know, along with that, I love the moments that we did not get. I love that we, I love that we didn't see uh, what that looked like as the hours continued mm-hmm. on. And that moment lets us more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there, there was a lot of that. I think with this show, um, I, I will, uh, I will actually say, you know, talking about favorite moments, I throughout the show as a whole, they were so good with being very conservative about how much they put the infected in because it's just like, oh, is that a zombie show? You know? And it's just like, no, it's not. The 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 cordyceps infection is just a plot device. Like it is a background thing for how this world, you know, forms. But like this is not a zombie show per se because like there's several episodes where there's like one infected, maybe zero. There's actually episodes where there's none at all. And, um, you know, I think that really goes to like, this is a show about you human know, nature. Yeah, about human nature, about character growth. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'm not here just to shit on like The Walking Dead, but it's the most popular example. It's just like everything <laughs> they tried to say in that show, like this show just knocks it out of the park. Whereas that one is just like, hey, we have this point we're going to make, but here's zombies and we're going to fight them. Like, you know, that was just about every episode of that show, whereas this one, it's just like, 
you know, somebody on the internet made the comment of like, if this was Walking Dead, Frank sits down to play the piano and then like zombies coming through the windows, you know. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, I, I think that maybe not a specific moment, but just how well the show handles like less is more, mm-hmm. uh, because they obviously should have. I mean, they could have rather showed her killing Riley, but instead it was much more impactful for them to just end the scene. Yeah. Uh, and it's not just gore for the sake of gore. And then later on to have Ellie have to confess it to Joel was much more powerful than if they had just showed it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, Lauren, best moments. Um, best moments. Uh, I really loved episode seven as well as nostalgia point because you know I felt like the games and the mall it all looked very like from my youth as well, you know what I mean? Um, so I love that. One of my favorite moments will always be I'm Not Her, though. Mm, like, yes. that is such a good episode and such a good moment. That's the other episode that I thankfully reviewed here is my favorite episode. Yep. It's the one I got to review with you. Um, and I like episode three just because, like, like you said, this show is not necessarily about infected or zombies, but about human nature. And I love dystopian stories because it makes you put yourself like, how would I act? How would my neighbor act? How would? And I loved getting into all the different ways that he like protected his home and like continued to farm or whatever. Yeah. I thought that was so intelligently done. And you know, like Joel kind of points out, like society fell in like three days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's like. My lows. Yeah. Oh, sorry. No, you're fine. Uh, my, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> my lows. My only lows are I felt like there was a lot of side quests at certain points, like, and I think I've talked to you about that off mic. Um, episode, oh gosh, probably eight was not my super favorite episode. I know why they had to have it to show the human nature, to show the stuff. But I felt like it really pulled away from what we were doing. And then there was the episode two with um, Henry and Sam where it felt like a side quest. And so it wasn't my favorite, but I did love that they were showing so much, like, yeah, I mean, episode four is a low point for me. I think yeah. I think I, I still gave it a decent score because like it's just such a beautiful, well done TV show in general. It's very well produced and like the casting is great. But like, uh, if there was any episode to me that felt like it shouldn't have been there, it was four. And I really thought four and five should have just been one long episode because mm-hmm. like yeah. you, four is basically them getting to Kansas City and then you see Henry Sam at the end. Yeah. And it's a short episode, and you're just mm-hmm. like, this should have just been one episode. Yeah. yeah. It you know, they really act as a part one, part two type deal. And it's like, the show's got a weird episode count. Either do eight or ten. Don't do nine. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't like that. Yeah. Yeah. We want even numbers only here. Like, you can't do nine. What about you, Oz? Um, so, favorite moments. Um, this is actually a scene from the game that I felt they nailed. Um, it was, uh, I believe, uh, episode... It was whether they were in Jackson. Okay. And um, it's that scene between Ellie and Joel uh, where, like, he's trying to, like, leave her with Tommy. And, like, it's, like, everyone, like, that, that line that she says, everyone who I've uh, cared about or loved has fucking left me. Everybody except fucking for you. And, like, that moment always gets me, even in the game. Mm-hmm. So, like, seeing it on the screen, like, the, the way they nailed it, to me, was, like, one of my favorite moments. Mm-hmm. Um... Let's see. And of course, like, I had, I'm gonna have to go straight up, you know, action movie buff and the fucking bloater coming out of the ground. Oh, that's an amazing, uh, amazing oh, moment, man. scene, the whole <laughs> deal. 
Um, like it coming out of the ground, that dude just trying to like take it down with you know, but not to nothing. It just gets blown to pieces. <laughs> the bloater is interesting. I think we will see it again because oh, they've kind of so the the showrunners have said like this bloater will never be killed. Like, uh, mm-hmm. and they've kind of hinted that maybe there's just the one, right? Like hmm. that there's not multiple ones. Interesting. It's just this one kind of in the show's world. But, I mean, we would find out about that in a potential season two as well, probably. So Yeah. If, if there's, like, one thing about, you know, game two that I like, it is, uh, we already mentioned, like, the combat. Uh, the the, the gameplay is very yeah, good. Very intuitive, very good, including the, uh, the crafting and the upgrading system. It's very smooth. But there is, like, one new enemy that they introduced uh, that I, I really, really enjoyed. And, like, man, for a brief moment, like, this is really engaging. That's the Rat King or whatever. The Rat King, yeah. He, yeah, you took it from me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the Rat King. I, I love that uh, that boss fight. And yeah, it was like a, uh, it's like just a bunch of fucking cordyceps rats or whatever. Yeah, that that kind of mutate together on top of a, uh, I think it was like on top of a clicker, and then like over time it just mutates and yeah. becomes fucking a horrifying. Yeah. That <laughs> is pretty scary. Yeah, uh, and and I'm sure that they'll do that in the show. I mean, oh. Yeah, they they kind of I mean they they kind of have to. Right. It'd be fucking horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> um, and nobody mentioned the pilot. I thought the pilot was excellent oh, yeah. too. That Perfect. really was a great episode to hook you for this season. That that episode is like we're gonna explain everything about this world and like it's such mm-hmm. a good introduction uh, to that world. Uh, you know, it's like you you watch that pilot and you immediately know if you want to keep going or not. Yes. Or, or maybe you don't want to keep going, but you have to. Yeah. <laughs> that right. was oh. kind of where I was in after that pilot was, because I don't do a lot of sad shows. I don't do a lot of trauma shows, just because there's enough of that bullshit in real life. Like, I don't want to watch something <laughs> that's going to give me the sads. Um, so I watched that first pilot episode. You had told me I had to watch till episode three. Yeah. And I well, was you like... You cut it off after that. Right. Want. And I was like... This is really good, but do I want to put myself through this? <laughs> it's not for the faint of heart. I really enjoyed uh, how I think it was maybe the first three episodes gave us like a uh, a bit of a flashback imagery to something that happened prior. Mm-hmm. Like at the beginning of episode one, we saw like the what was like the seventies talk show with the yes. two guys talking about the, the, oh, yeah. the, the cordyceps. Yeah, and uh, I think episode two we get uh, Jakarta. Uh, like, and, and I love that yeah. scene. And we get like a, a different one, I think, for episode three. I don't remember. Oh, we have Frank, obviously. We get yeah, like it's uh, the, like the, the build up was yeah. 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 And, and so I really enjoyed that. I wish we had gotten more of that. Like if every episode I had agree. Did something like that. Yeah. I, I would have watched a whole series on the Jakarta stuff, like the yeah. initial day one outbreak stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, how do you juxtapose that? Like what that that researcher, what she was saying, like bomb the city. There, there's nothing we can do. Do you think there's any anything to read between what she said and then uh, the Fireflies outlook here at the end where they're saying we have a cure? I, I, I read it as like there is no such thing as certainty. There's not. I mean, if, if, if we want to get into the science of it, like antifungals are hard for us to produce like right now at the height of our society because the biology of uh, fungi and our biology are so close. Like, right, like we have tons of different antibiotics. Mm-hmm. because their biology is not the same as ours, so it's easy for us to produce it. But it's harder to kill fungi like that, you know, without hurting the, the human, 
so like that's why you know it's like she's like no there's no vaccine like what are you talking about no just kill everyone like there's no you know Burn the city. You're right yeah antibodies itself is such an interesting thing to study because i mean you've got people who become antibiotic resistant as well mm, yeah like if you've taken so much of an antibiotic as a human your body will change and it will no longer be effective yeah and it's just really really interesting stuff it is, yeah. I mean, uh, I want to. I want to know like what, the, like how many people Googled cordyceps like before and after this show existed. That's actually really <laughs> cool information. Yeah, yeah, it's probably a huge spike, like because it's a real thing. I mean, it is. A real thing, yeah. And and that little talk show at the beginning is like completely realistic. It's completely rooted in science. Like the only reason that this could not happen is because like they can't survive in our bodies, right? Like it's the body temperature thing. Yeah. Which apparently giraffes are, you know, they're they're good. <laughs> Seems like most animals are good. Yeah. Yeah, except for rats, apparently. Oh yeah, good yeah. Good to the, know. You yeah. know how many of those mushrooms they probably ate? You know, like you know? <laughs> rats and plagues have a. Yeah. Just out there having the best trip <laughs> of their lives. What about uh, what about low points for you, Ace? What are you? Uh, low points for me. Um, and man, I don't say this is stepping like your your beautiful good point that you had, but I, I do wish they had done more with the infected. Uh, while I do agree that this is not a show that is about them, I do think that they should have been featured just a tad bit more. Uh, I mean, I, I'm going to pick you back off of that a little bit, actually, because like I, I definitely feel like it wasn't as much of a threat. Yeah. It's like, do we really need this cure? <laughs> right? Like, eh. And see, I would disagree. If it had more infected in it, I probably would have quit watching because I don't like that kind of jump scary, like violent stuff. It's a threat in fucking Kansas City right now. <laughs> <laughs> that shit is gone. Yeah. It's like they, they kind of they kind of dumped their load in that episode. We got some great shots from that. Oh yeah. And then it was kind of like after that, you might see one here, and then another one the next episode. And I was like, man, if I hadn't played the game, I, I would almost forget that, oh, yeah, these things are still out here. Right. And that, and I coupled that with the fact that the whole network idea with the tendrils or whatever, we see that in one episode and it's, it's never really brought up again. Nope. Yeah, I, I kind of wish that just did a little bit more with that. Uh, and again, they have at least two more seasons to, you know, well, on that. it does get brought up in uh, episode seven in the Left Behind. Mm. Because that's how the zombie wakes up that kills Riley. So it, it did, they did bring yeah. it. They did yeah, circle they, back to it. I had to ask. Oh, go ahead. No, oh, first. No, I'm sorry. As I said, they, they, they did that. I guess technically circle back to it in like this kind of a weak sauce kind of way. Because one time they do it and a whole swarm comes in. This time they just kind of disturb this one guy taking a nap. Well, he's only probably probably the only zombie in the QZ, you know. What I mean? Like, if I'm not mistaken, in the actual DLC, wasn't there a lot? There was a lot more. Yeah. 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 Of course. Yeah. But which, honestly, in that moment, I actually enjoyed the the, the fact there was only one because I like. I would have liked the chasing. Oh, well, yeah, okay. Wait, 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 wait. You want to add a chase scene to something in this show? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This ain't Aquaman too. I was saying, <laughs> if, you, if you never listened chase to the show, the man chase hates scene, chase scenes. I say Howard the Duck. You say Howard the Duck. Yeah, point you were going. Yeah, I was gonna say in the game, how difficult are these things to kill? 
Because, like, literally a woman in labor kills one, a teenage girl kills one in the show, so... So there's difficulty settings in the game, if I recall. Right. So, yeah, it depends on what you got it set on. <laughs> I feel yeah. like they're set on pretty yeah, easy in this like show. This. Uh, when I played the game, Joel died a lot more times than he did in this TV show. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> uh, The clickers, I would say, are way worse in the game. Um, yeah. The bloater is stronger in the show. Absolutely, yeah. They, oh, 100%. They, they went full tilt with that bloater. Yeah. <laughs> if, I could avoid, if I could avoid all the bloaters in the game like, like they did in the show, absolutely. Right? There was just but, so many. But also, and you know, another negative downside. We get to the last part of, of this TV show where Joe murders everybody. I don't see no flamethrower, Joe. What's your flamethrower? Where's your flamethrower, man? Like, you don't get one until the end of this game. And then all of a sudden, like, And while it would have been ridiculous, it would have been. A, a morbid part of me really, just really enjoyed that. <laughs> I, I actually did like how, uh, you know, he's going through and he's, like, having to scrap the weapons, like, as he goes through. Like, every time he kills somebody, he's basically having to change guns out because, like, They've kind of hinted that there's not a lot of ammo for these, like, you know, bigger rifles and stuff, right. you know, out mm-hmm. there. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that that was just a nice little tidbit they did to try to, like, remain in their own lore yep. and everything. But I do agree with you because, like, the human dead count to the infected dead count is, on this show, the human dead count is, like, way up there. Well, and, and that's that's kind of one of the points is, like, the humans are, are the problem. Like, when society <laughs> falls apart... Like yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, Fedra, you know that they they're more of an issue. The the Fireflies are not these like noble rebellion fighters either, you mm-hmm. know. So, like, uh, and and probably the the funniest moment in this show that doesn't have a lot of humor in it is the Bill and Frank scene where he's okay. like, uh, where he's like, uh, you know, you thought the government were all Nazis, or he's like, they are all Nazis. He's like, well, well yeah, now. I think one of my favorite moments of that was like when uh, uh, Frank actually invited uh, Tess and uh, Joel over, and he's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you invited people over <laughs> on an open radio channel. You know. uh, oh. Let's talk about our major characters. Uh, let, uh, so Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey here. Uh, what do you guys think about their like performances in this show? I mean, honestly, hands down, they could. I I, I can't think of like aside from uh, like um, <laughs> um, de aging uh, Ashley Johnson to make her Ellie. Um, <laughs> I was trying to think of the word, how to say that, but I just couldn't. So um, I, I think they did a phenomenal job, like, period. Like, these yeah. two actors just embodied the characters very well for me. Yeah, agreed. For me as well. I mean, I have no reference point in, in the game, so, like, maybe if you had, were playing the game and you had somebody else in mind, but Pedro Pascal can do no wrong in my book, ever. Ever. <laughs> ever. Ellie? And oh, sorry, I like Bella Ramsey a lot, too. Yeah. Ellie in the game is picture Elliot Page's body with Ashley Johnson's voice coming out of it. Mm-hmm. And that's that's Ellie in the game. Well, then that's very Ramsey. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Yeah, that American accent, she's killing it. Uh, from day one, as soon as I saw the casting, I was hooked. I was excited. Right. Uh, I didn't have any... Again, I don't know what people's issue is. I didn't have any problem with Bella Ramsey. Before I even saw her in the role, I, uh, I had enough faith and confidence in her... And then, uh, what's the name of the uh, the showrunner, the one that's not Neil Druckmann? Craig Mason? Yeah. Craig Mason. 
Uh, I don't know if you guys seen Chernobyl, but that's another quick, amazing mm-hmm. show, and that's what really got me excited about the Last of Us TV show. Chernobyl was was fantastic. It was. That sounds like you volunteering to come on the show later and review it. <laughs> I, wow, that's crazy. Right here on video. Folks. Oh, um, yeah, that's exactly what I just did. Uh, you know, I'll double down on that and say <laughs> I would be more than happy to do Because I am going to watch it, so <laughs> I might as well get the content out of it. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, I'm down. I'm down. Uh, fantastic show. But So as soon as I saw all those names attached to this and then seeing the casting, you know, like we've already discussed, Pedro Pascal can do no wrong. Mm. He really can. He can't. Yeah. He's narcos. If, oh, Game yeah. of Thrones. He is the internet's daddy. He is. If a magical child needs to be escorted. Phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, and and Bella Ramsey, uh, she lived up to my expectations. So for a lot of people, she surprised them with how good she was. For me, no, she did exactly what I thought she was going to do. Same. We're all Game of Thrones fans here. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. like, we knew that she was going to be amazing. I mean, she's like... A really bright spot in Game of Thrones, you know, mm-hmm. like she was the perfect Lady Mormont. Too. Yeah, like when I read that book, mm-hmm. I pictured what Bella Ramsey portrayed. Yeah, and I would even go so far to say like that I liked her better in the show than I did in the book, mm-hmm. kind of because of her portrayal uh, of the character. No, I would agree. Yeah, I mean uh, that that she just did a great job here, and like. The take on the internet, we've talked about this, is like, it's a terrible take that she's not a great Ellie. So. Yeah, like, uh, when I heard that, I was like, that's a thing? Yeah. Like, who I, I, like, who, who, like, what small, like, you know, small dick energy people are out there <laughs> saying some shit like this? <laughs> it's a thing on the net, yeah, yeah. I mean. Who are they suggesting for? They don't suggest anybody. They don't suggest anybody. That's always it. You want to critique something, but you have no solution. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't. I. I don't. I don't know. I don't know who they would have wanted. Uh, mm. This man w- watched me leave a conversation entirely <laughs> because somebody was like, "Yeah, she was terrible," <laughs> and I just walked. I, I didn't say I anything. Actually, I just turned around and walked off and got in my car and left. Like I. I, I thought he was put on the front. Like he's gonna come back. No, no. Come on, for your left. Yeah. I just left. <laughs> He's like, what's up, bitch? Like, okay. Yeah, it's unacceptable. It's yeah. not a, it's, it, yeah, it's it's unacceptable. But I do agree, Lauren. Like, there's way too many people out there who point out that, who, who give the, this massive critique with no solution. Uh, with that being said, Katie Saka would have made a, a much better Captain Marvel than Brie Larson. I was to <laughs> there you go. See, you have a strong opinion, but you back it up with a solution. Yeah, I can yes. get down with that. I really want to see that right. now. For those of you who don't know, uh, Katie Sackhoff is bo uh, in uh, both in Mandalorian and in also any of the animated stuff that she's in, Rebels, Clone Wars. Uh, that's one of those rare instances where they make the animated character look like the person just in case they ever have a live-action version, and so that worked out really well. It did, because she's awesome in Mando. I yeah. think uh, Marlene was a, uh, uh, very same thing. the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, yeah. Yeah, it worked out. So, yeah, I, I got to say, like, yeah, I, that that would have been a much better. Right. <laughs> like, now now I'm just I'm picturing that movie scene. I'm like, wow, that would have been so much better. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What are you scoring this one, Ace? The, Puts you on the spot. The episode or the series as a whole? Let's do both. Let's do, let's do, what are you going to give the episode and what are you going to give season one? This episode, for me, was just damn near flawless. Uh, it, it's hard for me to say if this is my favorite episode, but I think that from balancing it from the video game adaptation aspect to the series finale of the TV show aspect and to wrapping everything up with these characters in the story... I think it's probably 
overall, I don't know if it's my favorite, but I think overall it's the best episode that they put out so far. Oh, yeah, because the, you know, there's no more right now. Right. I, I, think, <laughs> I think as of now, uh, I give this episode a 9.8, and I give the series as a whole uh, 9, 9 on the head. Okay. Yeah. Um, I had not thought about this episode uh, until right now, for some reason, <laughs> even though I've had 24 hours to, to prepare for this. Uh, I completely agree with your season rating. I was going to go for a 9 myself. Um, because like the, the, the issues that I have are just kind of nitpicky here and there. And like me having played the game and not been a big fan of it. And like the only reason I even watch the show is because of the casting, right? For the main two characters. Like, well, even though I don't love it, I gotta, yeah, I gotta see this. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to give this episode uh, a 9.5 cause I thought that they developed it from the game perfectly and then they, they fix the, the things I have issues with. One of the biggest issues I have with the first game's plot. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to go 9.5 9. for the episode and 9 for the season. Lauren, what you got? Okay, so for the episode, I would give it a 9. Easy. Like, it's a great season finale. For the whole season. You guys, we have two whole episodes that were kind of eh, in my 4 and 5, right? In my opinion, out of nine, you have two episodes that aren't the best. I would go 8.5. How dare you? I know, I know. How I knew I was, was going to be, but the highs are really high. Like episode one, episode three, episode seven, episode nine, they're great. But there are just two episodes in there that really just drug for me, felt like a whole ass side quest, didn't feel like it fed a whole lot into the long game on the story, so I'll go 8.5. I couldn't give it a 9 when of some of the other shows I've given a 9 to. Yeah. While I don't agree, you gave my favorite book a 10 recently, so you can do whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> I did give your favorite book a 10 recently, and I do not give out 10s. Yeah, I've never seen you give anything a 10. <laughs> never, so... Yeah. So. It'd be like Ace giving a superhero movie a 10. Like yeah, that. It's like, never happened. It's never, never happened. It's never, it's never <laughs> happened. It, no, not Endgame, not Infinity War, not Winter Soldier, yeah, nothing. No, no. Yeah. no, for me so. to give a book a 10, it's a damn good book. And we're talking about Words of Radiance yeah, by yeah, Brandon Sanderson. Of Perfect course. book, too. His favorite book was written by Brandon Sanderson? No, no, no that's it's what? It's a shock. It's a shock. Bro, you know Brandon Sanderson? <laughs> <laughs> Not like personally. We have met a few times. Oh, okay. I was going to say, no. Like Brando Sando? Brando Sando. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, Brandon to his friends. Exactly. <laughs> Not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. Um, so for me, uh, the episode easily... Um, 9.5. Um, uh, honestly, the only reason why I'd uh, give it a 9.5 and not a 10, because, you know, everybody knows I love everything. Um, um, honestly, I felt it was a little rushed in some places. Like, obviously the pacing could have been a little bit, you know, stretched out a little bit. Especially the, the, the kill scenes, you know, like the, him going through the hospital. I felt it could have been a little more... Dramatic, but it was a short episode. It did feel a lot really short for me. Um, but overall season, I'm actually gonna kind of go with Lauren a little bit here and go with uh, an 8.9, not a full nine. And um, the reason why is 
we talked about the, the the season low for me is like I felt like the quarter steps were not as much of a threat as they should have been. Like as a fan of the first game, completely, I get anxiety from that game. When you get that clicking noise, it just... Uh-uh, no, no, it just sends a shield chop down your spine, man. No, no. And I didn't get that a lot. I got it in the few episodes where there's a good bit of them. We could have at least had more of them just kind of walking around as they're, you know, and them just dodging them or something. I'm cool with that. It just didn't seem like the quarter steps were as much of a threat in the show as they were in the game. Did they run into any while in traveling sequences? Nope. Surely they did. Well, yeah, like, yeah. but like not in the sequences we saw. Right. Well, well, also, you know, you have you have that Joel is going to take them through areas where there's like there's no humans, and so there's no humans there for the cordyceps to feed on. Then the cordyceps well, aren't going to be there either. Necessarily. Well, yeah, but like, there still should have been moments where we got at least a, a few more than we got. I, I'm not I, saying I feel, I'm I'm not saying give give us Walking Dead levels of hordes of zombies. Right. right. Yeah. I'm, oh, not, I'm not asking for that. I'm just asking make it more of a threat because honestly, like, like I said, I think there's like two or three episodes where there were none. I can think of a lot of things from the second game where they can take it out and just put yeah. the fighting <laughs> infected in. So yeah, yeah. maybe yeah, they'll do that in season two. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well. That uh, that is our review. Let's uh, let's plug some shit. Ace, I'm gonna start with you because I know that you probably have everything planned out for like six months. <laughs> so, uh, what do you got coming up shortly on uh, superhero homies? Well, within uh, the next just couple of days and or weeks, uh, I'm actually gonna be having this gentleman on to review uh, his most anticipated superhero movie of the past ten years, uh, Shazam <laughs> Two: Fury of the Gods. That's right. Uh, that movie Woo! is coming out. And, uh, I mean, if people are so hyped for it, they already dropped a major spoiler online. Uh, and so, yeah, Caleb's really excited to come on the podcast with me and, and review that one. Really looking forward to that. Uh, I, and uh, I, I'm also having the homie Joe on. And uh, in just a, a couple weeks here also, he's going to be joining me to review a classic Daredevil story, Born Again. And we're going to talk about that and a little bit about what we hope and expect to see from the, uh, the TV show coming out next year. I think our communications regarding uh, my hype for Shazam 2 may have... I kind of uh, downplayed it some. <laughs> I, I don't think we communicated effectively. I, you know, things get lost through text right. sometimes, so... Yeah. Wait a minute, you didn't have your people contact his people? <laughs> well, look, man, uh, anytime we do that, we have to involve the mouse, and I really don't like doing yeah. that. That's fair, that's fair. Lauren, what you got? Uh, what you got coming up on Coffee and Lore? Um, so Wednesday we are. I binge read Elsie's Elsie um, Silver's Chestnut Springs series, which is fantastic spicy romance. There's three books out so far. Read them all in like a forty. <laughs> read them all in like a forty-eight hour period. So Wednesday we are dissecting. All of the best parts of that. And then Saturday, we are doing the top five book talk books that I hated. Mm. So. Oh, okay. Nice, nice. A whole hatred episode. whole <laughs> hatred episode. <laughs> Sounds like a page on my book. Yeah, yeah. Right? Right? Like, yeah, yeah, I don't have those books. Yeah. Um. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, well, you should do an episode just where it's just like the worst D&D experiences you've ever had. That's a fair point. Matter of fact, we actually have uh, an episode kind of similar to that uh, coming up uh, that he agreed on his podcast, The Homie Ace. Um, is going to join me to review the old school Dungeons and Dragons movie before the new one comes out. That's coming up 
before the uh, before the end of the month. So keep a lookout for that. Remember the thing about miscommunication. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, 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 I'm pretty sure that you did agree to that. I, I think that was on air. Uh, yeah, on air, on air, yeah. You, you, you can't see physically if you had me at gunpoint or not. And I, and I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't care at all. Uh, but also at the same time, uh, by the uh, at the end of this month, I'm going to have uh, the homie Ace and uh, uh, Caleb on to review the uh, upcoming the movie, the, the the new Dungeons and Dragons movie coming out in theaters. We don't know. We haven't seen That's it. That's true. I know. I'm, I'm 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 hoping it's the good one. The other one might be the good one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like uh, from what I uh, I I have heard some reviews and I hear that like a lot of people are really enjoying this movie. So. Um, so that's, I'm hyped for that. They're, they're going to pull a Vox Magna and the entire cast you see in the trailers gets killed in the first five minutes. Yes, and they the just murder drop host, another. The murder host. Yeah. <laughs> All of a sudden it's Liam Hemsworth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, no, no, no please. Please, uh, no. Why can't they Chad Pedro Pascal? I was literally oh about God, to say that. <laughs> A magical child needs to be escorted. I know who can do it. <laughs> <laughs> and all of a sudden, here's Pedro Pascal with all his smolder in a blonde wig. I would love it. I would watch oh, yes. it. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm in. <laughs> Already sold. Yeah. Um, I need to fan myself a little bit for that one. Right? Yeah. Did you watch his hot ones? I have not watched it yet. Oh, my gosh. I, I've seen that one. It's, yeah. it's, it's good. good. Also not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. Unfortunately. We have, the favorite, we have the same favorite song, which is Purple Rain by Prince. It is a great song. It is, it is my a, favorite song of all time. It's a great time. song. Yeah. So I can't argue with that. Uh, as far as what we have coming up, uh, we are going to be reviewing Mandalorian every week uh, until it is done. Which uh, So we'll have a review up for episode three later on this week. And uh, we are tired. So uh, when that gets done, uh, we are going to wrap up season six with our antagonist episode, uh, which I'm very much looking forward to. Same. Um, now that uh, that Lauren has read uh, Words of Radiance, I can use the antagonist that I want to use as an example for that episode since it won't be a mega spoiler. And uh, he'll forget about it by the time he gets there, so it, it'll be fine. Oh, I already know who you're going to pick. So oh, yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to use the same person. Yeah. So, uh, that that being said, uh, this has been a blast. Uh, yeah. Thanks for joining us. Really a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, yeah, honestly, this was, as far as derailments go with all of us here, this was pretty tame. That's yeah. a fair point. Yeah, I would so. agree. I think we, we stayed pretty focused. Yeah. I'll try harder next time. <laughs> well, that being said, thanks all of you for joining us as well. And this has been an Involved Review. And it's been Podcast is Simple.